Well, lads, uh, once again, I have returned aggressively approximately two weeks late. To be fair, I'm earlier than last time where I was over a month. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm sorry. I'll be late to my own funeral. Um, but anyway, um, on- onwards we go. Um, if you're still here, I think this is the fifth perhaps episode of this podcast. So if you're still here, um, fair play to you. You have the patience of a saint. Um, so since we last spoke, I've gained a lot more traction um, thanks to a video, a couple of museum and, and bog related videos. Um, my 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 um, TikTok account grew by like 20,000 people, which is ridiculous in the course of a couple of days. Um, thanks to me talking museum shite and, and what have you. But um, obviously then it was people that didn't know me so well um, that that started following me they followed me for on this base content alone so I've obviously uh, since then been put in TikTok prison and so I just uploaded a few little bits of shite so they know what I'm about which is not a whole lot but um the problem with it was um because I got this this massive influx of people out of nowhere um because I was I was on FYPs in 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 uh, I'm pretty sure just like America um everybody in the comments of of one in particular but in all of them um was absolutely shredding the piss out of my accent now I'm going to get real with everyone here for a second um some unofficial tea about to burn my soul I hate the sound of my own voice which is shocking I never shut up um but I despise the sound of my own voice I hate um I hate hearing myself I very rarely will listen back on on videos I make or anything like that because I cannot stand the sound of my voice if anyone's been following me uh, on TikTok since the beginning uh, you'll know that um my very first ever few TikTok videos my voice does not feature it's just me um mimicking to a sound or something like that or or, or not even me at all just like a, a clip it's kind of real um because I cannot stand my voice I hate it um I don't even I I it kills me having to listen back on, on, on episodes of this podcast because I have to hear myself I just think my voice is insufferable um it's one of my biggest things I'm kind of like self-conscious about so let me tell you <laughs> When everybody started sh- shredding the piss out of me for my voice <laughs> in the comments, like like phonetically typing how I talk and stuff, I actually wanted to die because I was like, oh my God, this is my worst fear come to life. This is one of my biggest insecurities. Like, <laughs> like I did not, I did not take it well. <laughs> I actually said it to my mom. I was like, oh God, everyone's making fun of how I say butter. <laughs> My mom thought it was funny. She was like, oh, get over it. I was just like, I can't. <laughs> I can laugh at it now. At the time, I was not laughing. I was very much not laughing. <laughs> but um, in the days, kind of um, after that, and uh, I found myself, and I've never done this before on TikTok or on any kind of platform. I found myself uh, redoing a video I was trying to post maybe seven to ten times because I was listening back on it which I also never do because once again cannot stand the sound of my own voice um and I was uh lit- I was I was listening to myself and I was going oh god like that word can be misconstrued and that word doesn't sound exactly correct um so I was deleting them and, and starting again to try and speak properly 
which is ridiculous. Um, I don't know why I was doing that. I, I for for a brief period in time, I truly gave a fuck what people thought. Um, that time has passed, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I, I had a few days and I just didn't really post. I had like a little posting break where I had a few days. I just didn't post anything because I was just like, oh. I need, I want, I needed to get myself off the FYP, like, being on the FYP makes me anxious as fuck, I swear to God, anytime I'm on there, and I know that, like, a very large, like, mass of people are, are, are viewing my content at once, and I'm getting, like, a hundred notifications every ten minutes, I shit myself, I fucking panic, because I just know <laughs> there's always a few that are just not nice, <laughs> um, so I just took a few days, I was like, I'm just gonna not be active, just to let that die down, and it did die down, and now I'm in TikTok prison, and no one is seeing any of my stuff, so, um, you know, I, that's what I get, that's what I get for complaining, um, but I have been pleasing myself, uh, and how I talk, which I've never done before and even though I did make a video explaining you know Irish people say things a little differently sometimes because our accents um are designed to speak a language that isn't English but unfortunately true to circumstances out of our control we are speaking English um but you know I should be speaking Irish and if I was speaking Irish I would be very clear and concise um so it even so, you know, you do get people, like, I think what really kind of annoyed me was that people really wanted to me to do things for their entertainment. People that, that follow me, and I was thinking, what kind of followers are you guys? Um, there was one person in particular, they, they wrote, like, a comment saying, oh, can you say this sentence? And it was just, you know, a lot of TH words str- strung together, because that, that would obviously sound silly. Uh, coming out of my mouth and I was when I said like um no I will not be doing that I'm not like a like a like a dance monkey dance situation where you know I'm I'm just gonna do something because you've asked um to, for your entertainment to have a little lol at my expense and then they kind of went oh lol sorry and to be fair lots and lots of lovely lovely people did jump to my defense and say like why would you ask her to do that like you know why would you you know say that just to, to make light of, of how her accent is just because she doesn't have an accent that you'd be familiar with um and they didn't take that very well at all they were quite they were quite unhappy with that response <laughs> um but yeah there was just a lot and then uh, I had a lot of other creators from the kind of Celtic nation saying that they also um deal with that a lot of people um making fun of their accents and trying to get them to say things um that they perceive to be hilarious um that just aren't uh, just 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 to make light of, of someone's accent and voice um I would never even if I found someone's accent in any way amusing I would never say that because that's someone's voice that they have to live with forever like fuck me I like it's common courtesy it's general manners <laughs> but um yeah I, I found myself pleasing my my own voice uh, I've stopped now I kind of had to have had to sit myself down and kind of say you know Colleen cop yourself on and and get a grip and get a life and why the fuck do you care what people think you, you're on TikTok you shouldn't really give a fuck what anyone thinks anyway um so I've stopped pleasing myself now how I speak is how I speak uh me and myself had a counseling session in the mirror together uh but it just really pissed me off I'd like I don't know why I don't know why I think it, I think it did because a lot my following 
if I look at my stats, I don't have a huge following for my own country. My main following, I think, Jesus, like 70% or something of, of my following are people from, from America. Um, and, and it's mainly Americans that have Irish heritage. And that's why they follow me because, you know, I obviously post a lot of stuff about Ireland and Irish culture and yada, yada, yada. So it did kind of brown me off that all these people that claim their Irish American heritage uh, were then proceeding to rip the piss out of how an actual person from Ireland talks. And I'm just like, you pick and choose. You pick and choose when you're Irish. It's like these people, like I, I, I in that moment, they were in the same kind of boat as the, as the Irish Americans that try and say the Irish were slaves too when they're trying to, you know, pool together um and 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 make and make the 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 issue in america with with black lives matter seem less than what it is they were in the same pool you know you pick and choose when you're irish rip the piss out of actual irish people just for speaking and i do see it a lot i do see a lot on tiktok um people making fun of uh if if an irish person gets on an fyp uh, of another country even just over in the UK, they will get the piss ripped out of them for how they talk. We can't, lads, we can't help that we sound like this. Once again, we're not meant to be speaking English. Like, I was having this discussion with my friend the other night. We were drinking. We were, we were that kind of drunk where, you know, when you're drunk with your friend, it's just you and your pal. You're having loads to drink. And you're trying to put the worlds to right with your conversations. We were having one of those nights. And my friend was absolutely steaming over the whole conversation of people making fun of how Irish people talk. And, you know, she took the words right out of my mouth and she said, we're meant to not be speaking Irish, not English. Um, it's so infuriating when people just don't use their common sense. Um, I'm not going to call anyone out on it anymore. Like, I'm over the situation. I'm over calling people out on it. Like, I called a girl out the other day who is from fucking New Zealand. She has Irish citizenship because her parents are Irish. She has a New Zealand accent and she was ripping the fucking piss out of uh, Irish names. And I did call her out, to be fair. I called her a cunt. <laughs> she deserved it. Um, You know, and it's it's just a constant slew of that shit. And it bothers me so much. It does bother me so much because there's so many creators on TikTok that are trying so, so, so hard um, to do like a, a revival. And even in Ireland, the government and, and the tourism boards um, and, and, and the schools, we're trying so hard to do an Irish cultural revival. We're doing festivals like Fwynnaf and Ishnach and Sound, And we're doing all these things to try and bring back, you know, an Irish revival of, you know, things that were in even pre-Christian Ireland like we're trying so hard to bring it all back and and to make people interested in it again and try and carry it on for the next generation like every generation before us has done and no doubt we have it the easiest to keep the information alive because we have the medium of the internet those that came before us had it much 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 harder to, to get us to this point and it's just really frustrating because you go online and you see sometimes other Irish people, like that girl that was fucking flailing her Irish passport around, like it gave her the right to piss all over, whatever she felt like. Making light of cultural things for the likes and the views and the clout. Like I'd sooner have zero followers if I had to sell myself out and, and sell out, you know, how I feel about my culture. Um... And I, I'm just noticing it a lot more. People will throw anything under the bus for a couple of views. And there's some people on TikTok 
from all the Celtic nations, not just Ireland, that are trying so, so, so hard to do like this huge Celtic revival and to, to make people interested in their culture all over again. Like uh, one key example, Jesus, an Irish witch, Tegan, has done stellar work. She's done a million times more work than myself. Um, in the middle of her doing her own college degree, she spent months and months and months compiling a Google Doc full of information on where to start off if you're interested in not just, you know, Celtic paganism and witchcraft or the Celtic path, but if you're just interested in Ireland and the country in general and you want to learn more about it, uh, if you have ancestry here or whatever, she went to the trouble of reaching out to all of of the, of us Celtic and, you know, Irish creators to get our input and our recommendations for books and podcasts and videos and, and articles and everything. And she made a humongous Google Doc that she's still working on. She released the first draft. She's still bloody working on it for free off her own back. And it's such it's such a brilliant resource. There's so many, there's so many recommendations in there from brilliant people that I really admire across TikTok. Um and like, you know, she's put such work in to do that. And then on on the other end of the spectrum, you just have cunts that are just stuck in like, you know, talking about the nineteen sixteen rising in Ireland and that's all they want to talk about. And it pisses me the fuck off. Like, no offense. Ireland is it's we're still getting used to being um not governed, I suppose, maybe would be the better phrase. We will celebrate 100 years of being an Irish free state next year. 99 years so far we have been our own independent republic. So that's 99 years. That's the f- this is our first 99 years in 800 years that we have been allowed to govern for ourselves. And in that 99 years, we have tried exceptionally hard to revive Ireland and, and old Ireland and remember, you know, who we are and who we were before uh, we, we got fucking colonised to shit, basically. Um, so it's really, it's just really annoying when, when you see all these really great creators working really hard to for free, for fucking free. The creator fund isn't even in most of Europe. It's definitely not in Ireland. Like anything any of us put up online with all our resources and everything we do because we want to do it and because we enjoy doing it and because we want people to, to love the culture as much as we do. And then you just see people for their little bit of clout posting the same regurgitated bollocks about the country over and over and over again because I know they'll get them a few likes. And I'm just, oh, lads, I'm over it. I'm over it. And uh, on that note, I do want to bring up something and I... Uh, it's something I really think of when I think of, you know, how people always, like, make fun of Irish accents and when how people, even Irish people that live in Ireland and have grown up in Ireland and are allegedly very patriotic, kind of brush aside pre-Christian Ireland and all that came before kind of 1916. They really compact us into being colonised. That's all they... They just really put us in this box of the victim. And that's not what we where we were once, you know, a very great country um, that has a very rich tapestry of culture and heritage. And I mean, for fuck's sake, we invented Halloween, but they don't want to hear it. You know, a lot of the Irish Republicans and Irish patriots you'll see over here and even across the world put us in this box of being the victim and being colonised. And when you try 
and say we were more than that, you know, you kind of do get shot down and told those things that happened in pre-Christian Ireland and, and, and those things that happened before the English came aren't important. And they fucking are. Um, and I always think, in particular, to a very particular time period in Ireland where I think, like, you wouldn't last a moment. Um, is, and, and it's the reason why so many people have heritage across the world today. And it's the famine. It's the Great Famine that happened in the 1800s in Ireland, which isn't so long ago when you think about it. But, I mean, it was the population decimated by 2 million people. 1 million people left the country, over 1 million, 1.5 million people left the country and emigrated across, across the world to America, to Australia, to Canada, to the UK, to anywhere they could go to get out of Ireland because they were starving to death. And, you know, the famine was very much, it started as a natural disaster and very quickly turned into a man-made one. We did have a potato blight. Um, and in Ireland at the time, how it worked was you lived off your land. The, the land didn't belong to you. It belonged to a landlord, um, an English landlord. Um, but you lived off the land and you were allowed to eat what you grew, which was potatoes. It was the staple diet for everyone in rural Ireland. So when the potato crop failed, they literally didn't have a crumb of food for themselves. And they were starving to death fairly rapidly. And unfortunately, the government did very little to help because Ireland was seen at the time as a very um kind of I want no, I don't want to say rough, like a rough around the edges place, I guess. Like we were seen as a bit wild. We weren't seen as as civilized. They weren't able to mould us as well as they had managed to mould some of the other countries in the UK to be a bit more civilized. We were still seen as very wild, as very untamed. And um they saw this as a very natural solution to the Irish problem, as they said in the government at the time, to try and kind of beat us down. You know, the population was going to decimate. We were going to become less. Uh, we were going to be starving. Our, you know, basically, they were f- keeping fingers crossed that our will was going to get broken. And then if, you know, our will was broken, they could kind of mould us into what they wanted us to be as part, as a faction of the United Kingdom, which is what we were at the time. Um, and, you know, you look back on things like that and you just think, like... That wasn't so long ago that, you know, we were trying to get, they were trying to squash us down and, and compact us to, to be something else because we were being, we were still, after all those centuries, still clinging on to our culture. Like, it's very, Connemara and all those parts of Ireland, and are, they're gorgeous, they're beautiful, but they're quiet, very, very quiet. Lots of open spaces, you'll see lots of those stone walls and old stone houses or what's left of the stone cottages. And it's beautiful and peaceful, but it's very, very sad because before the famine, um, people used to say, and there's records, written records of people saying that in all those places in, in rural Ireland, it was constant noise. It was constant music and laughter and noise and it was busy and there was people and dancing and singing and, and just fun. And then the famine happened and... It's it, and and when you and then when you go to it knowing those facts and it's so quiet it's sad it's almost like it's almost you're, like you're at the, you're at like the graveyard of of a very important cultural point in Irish history that never recovered those parts of rural Ireland never became noisy again they remained quiet and they remained silent and they still do now forever um they never got their spark back so we did like we lost some things and you know there are things that 
they can't be replaced because they're not physical things. It was just, it was a feeling. It was, it was a sense of community. Like all those people either died or left and it was bad back then. It was, there was literally dead bodies along the street. Reporters came over from other countries to report on the story uh, of the famine in Ireland and there was dead, emaciated bodies lying along the roads just rotting because the graveyards were to capacity they started doing mass graves um, or some families were allowing uh, children and women to be buried in caskets with their loved ones if their loved ones were getting buried at the same time like it was and it's sad as well because that's another part of ourselves we lost for a time and I'm glad we got it back funerals in Ireland are so important a funeral it's sad at the funeral mass and then afterwards it's a celebration of that person's life. You have a huge party, you have such a good time. You're laughing with your friends, you're laughing with your family. You're singing, you're dancing, you're drinking. You're having the best time. And you're sending that person off, you're giving them the send-off they deserve. But, you know, during the famine we didn't have that. It was putting your loved one in a mass grave because you couldn't afford a coffin or a plot of land to bury them. Uh, and then that was it. There was no drinks after. There was no party. There was no wake where you spent your time with the body beforehand, uh, drinking and reminiscing and, and just enjoying the memories of that person's life. There was none of that. It was all gone. It was all wiped. Ireland had just been wiped clean for, for a period of time. And yet we still have memories of the tra- all these traditions, of our verbal traditions and of funerals and what they are. And what they are now again in Ireland, we still do wakes in the houses for days. We still do all that stuff. That's all, that's all back. But for a time we lost all that. And the only reason we still have it now is because our ancestors who were fighting tooth and fucking nail to survive did survive out of pure fucking spite said I'm not dying here they survived they emigrated they went into workhouses they did what they had to do to survive and when they did survive and come out the other side they made sure that the cultural stuff came with them and we're and we're very lucky and it kind of puts things into perspective for you like I was there sitting there going god like I think I'm going to wind it back on the TikTok videos. I can't really take the the, the constant mocking that's, that's kind of come along with the, with, the, with the large mass of new people that have hit my page. And then I, I kind of had a thought, like, cop yourself fucking on, like, you know, someone in my family line fought very hard to stay alive just for me to cease spreading the good word about our culture because people think the way I say butter and, and tree are funny. Um, so I kind of had to give myself a good stern talking to. And I think anyone that, that feels, you know, shy or embarrassed about expressing their culture or expressing that they're, you know, venturing into Celtic paganism or witchcraft, you need to remember, like, your ancestors fought very long and hard for you to have the privilege um, to to be able to, you know, discuss your culture and everything that goes along with it. They fought to keep it alive and then, and they fought to keep themselves alive. Like, let's not fuck around. So basically, lads, moral of the story, what I'm taking away from all this is, 
um do um do what you want out of the pure unadulterated spite that one of your ancestors was once spiteful enough to just not fucking die when they want when the english wanted them to the english were like can you just fucking die please and they said uh no fuck off and it's a mantra that's been helping me a lot lately not gonna lie I got back on my little horse and I said, yeah, fuck you, fuck everybody. And yeah, it helps a lot. If one of your ancestors can be traced back to the famine, you just know that they literally, pigs were literally eating people's children, people's dead children. Pigs were going into the houses and eating their dead children because the pigs were starving as well. So people were scared to leave the house with their dead children in them because the pigs were going to come in and eat them. And these people fought so hard to be alive. They were like, no, fuck off. And do you know what? Do you know what some people do over here? Ancestors of, of famine survivors who had landlords who evicted them. Because landlords, like, they evicted a lot of people because they couldn't keep up with the rent because they were making no money because the crop had failed. Um, they were... Every year, they go on out to the landlord's grave because a lot of them were buried in Ireland and they have a party on the grave have a little dance on it have a little sing song have a few drinks um as a real fuck you my family line continued we're all still alive and you're fucking dead fuck you and the horse you rode in on and i just love that for us i love that for all of us collectively i love that for all of us collectively that are sitting here now because a fucking ancestor of ours was too spiteful to just roll over and die not only were they too spiteful to just roll over and die they were too spiteful to just roll over and die and they were too spiteful when they survived to not absolutely ram their culture up everybody's arse and you know hashtag irish pride no no lie there um i mean they, they fucking like when you hear the famine stories, those motherfuckers fought tooth and nail to survive. The coffin ships, which were the boats that were taking people to the likes of America, Canada, Australia, were, um, there were stories of sharks fucking following the boat because there was that many dead bodies getting thrown over daily that the sharks were getting like a good amount of meat. Like these were the rumours that were running around the ships. Like it was a jungle out there for those people. And they survived. So don't you be crying over people judging your life choices and judging you for how you say butter or three or judging you for for wanting to do an Irish revival if you have Irish heritage. Doesn't matter if you're 1.4% fucking Irish. Own that shit. You have a spiteful ancestor. A spiteful, petty, salty fucking ancestor that probably had a drinking problem, but that's a story for another day. You know? That's what I'm going to take from this. Romanticise your life. One of your ancestors absolutely was a spiteful cunt and would not die just so you could live. Romanticise your life. Um, That's it for me for this week. Uh, and I probably won't see it for another two or three weeks. Let's be real. But listen, I'll try my best. But anyway, yes, let me leave you with this. Romanticise your life. Fuck everybody. Yeah.